Welcome to episode 78 of the ABCGCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined each week by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. Before we get into the episode, I would like to thank our sponsors. Skilled Trades Partners is back as our presenting partner for the month. And then we also have Metro Walls as our lightning round sponsor. Kayla, tell us a little bit about our sponsors this month. Yes, ma'am. We love Seth and Mary Chisholm at Skilled Trades Partners. Best. They are the best, right? Truly, <laughs> they the are best. the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, every interaction we've had with Mary and even Jenna, right? Jenna from Skilled uh, Skilled Trades, they're just awesome. But if you are looking for staffing for your company, they are the person to go to. So Skilled Trades are in high demand in any economy. And it takes a staffing partner who understands the trades and the industries they serve to get the job done right. They are a top skilled trades recruitment agency, and their goal is to help companies seamlessly find and retain the most highly skilled tradesmen and construction professionals. So if you guys are, if any companies out there are in need of any, any you know, employees, reach out to Mary and Seth Chisholm at Skilled Trades Partners. You can go to skilledtradespartners.com for more information. And then our lightning round sponsor, we have Metro Walls, who established in 2004. They're out of Manchester, New Hampshire. Metro Walls boasts an impressive, an impressive workforce supported by highly trained drywall employees. They have experience in efficient project management and estimator team. Their safety program is top priority for everyone in the company. They are are known for their commercial framing, drywall, and acoustical companies out in New England. So if you guys are in need of any of those, please reach out to Metro Walls. They are at metrowalls.net. And that's what we have for responses. This this week's Wacky News, when we talked about it before, was uh, the missing submarine. And for those that have not been watching the news, uh, a Titanic submersible, Twelve thousand feet underwater has gone missing, and there's a um, that is a crazy news, story. It's a crazy story. Two more. Uh, they've got hundreds of people up there looking for them. Some a uh, couple of billionaires left in this. It's a twenty-two foot vessel. Sort of dive to the side old, of Titanic. Nineteen-year-old kid on board. When it lost contact with the support ship on board are the CEO of Ocean Gate, a British explorer, a father-son from a prominent. Uh, Pakistani business family, a French Titanic expert, and the CEO of Ocean Gate. This is this is huge. Two hundred fifty thousand bucks. We're going to send you underwater to see the Titanic. Pod squad, are you going? Two hundred fifty grand. Uh absolutely. I mean, at this point, with the Yelp <laughs> yeah. reviews that I'm sure they're getting now, no, zero Wait, reviews, zero no. stars. I mean, I I've obviously you know me with my conspiracy TikTok obsession, but so- I, there's I have lots of theories. A few of which I'm not going to say on here um, because I don't want anyone coming for me at all. Um, but I did you look into the waiver that had to be signed in order to do like the training, the safety, no. like all of it? Like, it, no, I, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's they said it's the equivalent of. The, the amount all the way down to where the Titanic is, which is where the water is highly pressured and the ocean is stronger than us. Right. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this. Right. <laughs> this oh. is clear. Then people were trying to say this way back. 
but they said that's the equivalent of nine to ten Empire State Buildings down. Yeah, oh, it's twelve thousand feet. That's a, that's more. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's huge. Yeah, nine to ten. Yeah, it's good. That's so, good. yeah, I've been following the story too, and this submarine was built to if something were to happen, right, where it can't make its way back up, it automatically is supposed to float to the surface. So they think that it's stuck somewhere inside the Titanic where it just can't come up. So yeah. can you imagine? And now yeah. they can't go down there to help, right? So it's how are they going to get them out? We well, at know. this point, so when we're recording this podcast, it's 10.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 22nd of June. So they they were saying on the news that they were set to run out of air. Absolute last is 6 a.m. this morning. So unfortunately- oh my gosh probably means that but i was i did see a video from um someone who was a submarine expert in in the navy um and he was saying that i mean he was trained in like way more um like intricate submarines and submersibles in the the military than than this kind of like rinky dink so to speak submersible that is like for entertainment recreational purposes right so he said you know there's a few things it just it's probably just not fit for it that's why employees way back when were trying to catch it what what makes a person want to do this type of thing go underwater pay quarter of a million dollars right to go underwater twelve thousand feet to see the titanic why why would anybody well okay curiosity curiosity 100 percent, and having the means to do it right like this is like going bowling for billionaires correct right like one of the people on this submersible that went missing also did the elon musk like space launch thing yep oh wow yeah thrill so like these are thrill seeking people that have the means to be able to do this and like probably never thought that like this kind of thing would happen. To, I mean, who thinks that this kind of thing would happen to, you know what uh, I mean? You go on a roller coaster, you don't expect to not. Correct. Come off a roller coaster. But this is, this is controlled by a video a game. A $30 Logitech yeah. remote control you can buy on Amazon. They're communicating with the service via text message. And then text message take a few minutes to go back and forth. Right. So that's a huge yeah. problem. The ballast that they're using on the submarine is usually welded construction pipes that they drop off to float or sink or whatever. So it's crazy. So real quick, Pod Squad, are we going on this trip or no? We say no. no. Absolutely Kayla, not. Nope. I'm a I'm a no. Absolutely not. I will wave uh, to you for the last yeah. time from the shore. Go whitewater rafting. Go bungee jumping. However, go. I would I would go no. to space. I would go, go to space. space. Wouldn't go to the depths of the ocean. <laughs> That's a no. All right. So this week on the podcast, we've got uh People I met at the ABC National Convention, it is Jenny Schrone and Chris Eccleston. They are uh, authors of the book, Grit Leads to Greatness. It's a children's book. I'm going to flash the cover up here. Uh, they were great guests. Uh, let's uh, hear it from them. All right, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, my friends from um, the great state of Maryland, I've got Chris Eccleston and Jenny Schroen here with us today. How's it going, you guys? Going great. Great. Glad to be uh, here. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. This is awesome. Uh, how bad did I butcher the names? Are you okay? No, yeah, no, you got it right. Not, not too right. bad. Man, that was a tough one. All right. But uh, we we met Jenny and Chris down at the ABC National Convention down in Florida, and they are the uh, work together to create a book called Grit Leads to Greatness. I'm going to flash a picture up on my screen here. It's a fantastic book. Uh, it is unlike a lot of other 
trades books for kids, right? It's a, it's a hell of a story. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourselves and then maybe we'll talk about how the book came to be and how you guys came to work together. Okay. Ladies, we first. Go? Ladies first. Okay. Um, well, I am a creative developer for Delmarva Veteran Builders. Um, I'm actually a graphic designer by trade and I came to work with Chris and the DVB team uh, five years ago. And uh, Chris invited me in to just kind of shake up some of the construction industry, just some of the messaging we send out and just becoming a a company that stands out from the crowd. That was kind of the plan. So um, it's been a lot of fun along the way. So I've been here about five years and Chris... Chris, uh, you want to go and tell about what you? Yeah, so I've been in the, in the construction space for probably close to 20 years now. I started my business, Delmarva Veteran Builders, about 10 years ago, and we wanted to bring the veteran attitude to the Delmarva uh, landscape, and that's Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia for the listeners up in Massachusetts. Um, and we just wanted to bring this, you know, energy, this intensity, this drive, this ambitious uh, ambition to the marketplace. And we and we did a really good job of that. We had all the branches represented. You know, we had veteran, guard and reservists. They were reaching out and we were growing really, really fast. And it's been a lot of fun. And so uh, a few years ago, um, much like everybody else in our in- industry, we, we were starting to face severe workforce challenges, not only for us, but our subcontractor base that we depend on. And so we sat sat down, Jenny and I, um, and we said, man, we got to do something about this. Why don't we write a children's book? And that's uh, what we did. And that's kind of who we are. So that's what we did. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, when you guys were working together, someone said, let's write out children's book. Who created all the characters? Who created all the, the whole premise of the book? Because it's it's amazing. And as I even as, as I read it or even look at the cover, I can imagine it as like a movie. The imagine is like an animated movie, right? How cool would that be to see this? Uh it's the characters are it's just not like Bob the Builder. It's not just a guy working Christian. You got a whole story, like deep characters, great character developing. Who who come up with all that? Well, thank you for noticing. That means a lot to both of us. Um yeah. so we- Chris and I, it, we, this kind of this is my office right here. We're sitting, kind of came in, and, you know, it's like let's write a book about construction, and I was like, okay, so we already have these we already have this mentality here. We want to do epic things. That's part of one of our core values. And Chris and I are we kind of call ourselves both nerds. We really just like adventure stories, um, things of that nature. So um, one thing we just kind of went on was our, if you can see grit leads to greatness on our wall back there, that was actually the tagline of our company that, um, that I kind of wrote, but we kind of wrote it in honor of our, all of our workers here at DVB. So um, we, we were like, let's come up with something that kids of all, of all backgrounds, not just kids interested in possibly construction would read this story and be inspired in ways that would reach everyone. It would be not just, it wouldn't just isolate one group. It would bring everybody together to read a story about adventure and happens to be about construction. Yeah. So my idea was kind of originally, I wanted to write a hammer that didn't know he was a hammer. And so he was on the job site (laughs) helping all the, you know, different tools, try and do hammer things. Right. And then he figured out at the end that he would do that he is a hammer and he does serve a purpose. So every tool serves a purpose. And then, it, then we would all do the hammer time dance at the end of the, at the end. Of the book. And Jenny was like, Chris, that's probably the worst idea you've ever come up with. So, I, I was like, I don't 
know if I feel inspired to write about that. That's yeah. kind of way where it went down. So, I, yeah, we kind of so, changed the narrative. So we, yeah, we we decided to go on an epic adventure story and then input the trades into the story and make them the make them the hero of the story. We wanted to really change the stigma for for parents and educators because we we believe here down here it's totally you know mostly a, a parent issue kids love construction i mean yep. you know you look at little boys and little girls that they're, they're fascinated with uh big equipment and tools and helping dad and all that and, or yep. grandpa you know th- that's th- that's exciting right and then as they start to age on we we shift them into this different direction and 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 kind of lose that um that excitement and that energy and that enthusiasm around it so that that's what we really wanted to do so we said man if we if we created these magical characters and then made them around the trades and just kind of have this trade line through the story parents and educators while this book's being read in the classroom they're going to hear and see the construction trades as heroic and and saving saving the world and that's what we did in the book and that's so that's why we went there i mean and we we actually uh, once we kind of had a general idea of what we were going to do um then we went out to into the field and, and met with some of our uh our our foremans and our subcontractors we brought in a couple of electricians to help us with with ohm and the electrician magician so I mean, all the things you'll see in the book about the characters are right from the field. I mean, the the guy's coat, the the ribbon on his coat is MC cable. So we had our illustrator, you know, incorporate every single thing uh, into these into these characters. We wanted to be really specific, and we wanted to bring back that like honor and uh, that um, artisan flavor of the trades. That's where we came from. That's our heritage, right? And somehow in America we've lost that, but most most trades folks uh, they have an artistic flair to them, right? They right, see right. something and they can build it, and that's that's artistry. I mean, we should we should applaud that. That's something that we don't give ourselves a lot of credit for. I, I think you're right. I think that's right on the money. Uh, uh, the characters based on anybody in real life? Do you think? Do, you know? Did you? Yeah, there's a couple. You know, just some some more inspirational. Um, just people that we want to kind of represent. I mean, um, I mean, Mason the Mason wasn't really based on a, a particular person. We just wanted to create a person that just was larger than life, would be a fun, fun character that could really pick up large boulders. But also we just wanted him to be opposite of what an ogre was, you know, an intelligent artist, someone who imparts knowledge to the kids. We thought that would be a fun kind of um, uh, juxtaposition to what you would expect an ogre to be. Um, our copper plumber, she's actually inspired by a, a U.S. track star that I was I was just so impressed by the grit that this woman, uh, her name is Gabby Thomas, but she ran in the last Olympics. But she was she's not only an incredible runner, but she's uh, she's a, a, a Harvard graduate and she just is just represents so many things I think is just for women in general like she just has so many so many aspects so um I and, and Rowan our um our carpenter she um we we wanted to represent more of the indigenous almost like Central America type nod to the craftsmanship that came from that region so she was uh um inspired by that um 
And then with our electrician magician we had in the story, he's actually the old man in the beginning. So we wanted to kind of make sure that that character, he could kind of remove his beard and his, and his glasses and have this, like, it, we are definitely inspired by Back to the Future, um, the wizards from our past. Sword like, of Stone. Or, yeah, different uh, things like and, that. And actually George Ohm too. Uh, I think I said his first name right. I'm not, um, but we we had the illustrator pull up pictures and pretty much every picture of Ohm He's got some kind of like neck medallion on yep. the kind of ribbon there. I, I, I was trying to figure out what kind of metal that was because we were going to reference it in the in the book, but I never could f- find out what it was. But uh, yeah, so his ribbon up, up here is uh, as a nod to to Ohm himself. Yeah, so. uh, I, I, I you got the arc the welder, you know, the, the, yes. which is great, which is another like you know, the robot kind of science fiction looking thing which is great the dogs are they based on anybody in real life they yeah yeah yep. um the dog is the little dog is my dog calvin and then jake is uh chris's dog and yeah, so we just i just you know gosh i love dogs and so kids it, just like to see they just go on the adventure they just go to, i'll do the whole thing and you don't really just you're like oh there they are again and then some of the other characters um that are kind of in the background or whatever we had our family members put in there we had some of our project managers <laughs> and superintendents put in there um kind of nod to some folks that worked with us on the book and and some of our staff here at uh Delmar veteran builders yeah and trig and tegan our protagonists they're kind of a combination of several things chris i have four children chris has two he has a, a son and a daughter i have a daughter and three sons but i kind of like that sibling dynamic i felt like when kids are reading it you always want your siblings kind of work together and so we thought that that was a good a good um combination but then we also it's kind of like myself and Chris are, are kind of the characters as well. And then I use my niece and nephew who are the similar age as the kids as like the actual models. We would have them kind of stand in different, different ways. So the illustrators could, could capture that. And you brought the book to the national convention. That's where we originally met you guys. How was the convention for you guys? What was the reception about the book? Oh, so much. Uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) Opening night of the convention hall. Um. I've said it a couple of times, like, I, I don't know what a celebrity feels like, but that was, I mean, that was probably the closest thing that I can imagine we were inundated. I mean, I, we probably met almost a thousand people that night alone and it was it just, was just it was, there was so much energy, so much enthusiasm. I mean, it was probably one of the coolest experiences that um, I've done professionally. So it, it was a lot of fun. Are you going to go back next year? Uh, we, yeah, I mean, we're open to it. We're, we're, our calendar is starting to fill up with a lot of um, other uh, um, different groups. So the unfortunate part about our industry, the one thing that we've learned uh, already is um, pretty much every uh, construction conference happens in February and March. Yeah. Yep. Back to back to back to back. And it's like, oh my God, because yep. yeah, we were at, this year, we were actually invited to two or three, but they were all of the same, they were all the same weeks. So, you know, we, we chose ABC. Um, So, and and I I really got to give a shout out while we're on the call to uh, ABC national and the Tribber construction and education foundation and our, our chapter president, Chris Garvey. I mean, probably a little bit over a year ago, I had sent this out to uh, uh, just a couple people in the industry. The manuscript was done, but the book wasn't. And I mean, he was, he was in our office within 24 hours and was like, 
this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, I can't believe that you guys have done this. And we we went and met with the national staff within, I don't know, probably two weeks. And, wow. and, and so that was the energy and the enthusiasm that really kind of gave Jenny and I the push to go forward with yeah. this because like this confidence was, yeah, to confidence this. too. I mean, we were, this was really just a project for us locally that we were going to do to solve our own workforce, to be in our own schools. I mean, we do some K through 12 work, uh, not a lot, but it's just be a way for us to be in the classrooms year after year. And that, that was really the extent of the the vision for this thing. Now it's really gone national and, and that's really a testament to, to ABC. And I, uh, a lot of people talk a, a lot about a, a lot of different things, right? And I got to give ABC and Trimmer Construction Education Foundation the props because they stepped up their board. They believed in it. They funded it and they made it happen. And you don't see that happen quite a bit. That's amazing. That, that's a great story. Uh, so what's next? Is another book coming out? What are we doing here? We're going to ride the wave here. You got to yeah. do a second one. I need to know what, what happens. I know, I know. There's so many different avenues. We've been asked that a lot. I, I there's talks about maybe going into this into the worlds of each character and kind of more of their backstory and kind of get more specific with some of the trades that we've gone into. More we want to add in. There's more to this world that we just can't see of all these different other trades that it was just impossible to fit yeah, in one right. short story. We were already pushing it with this book being at this. They're like, they're like, you know, this may be a little too long. I was like, but we need to have some. You need to have basic trades to be. Able able to repair the city at the end. We need these things. So yep. kind of fought for that. Um, but yeah, but then we we're like, okay, we got to stop. Cause we really, I, I, Chris had to stop me at one point. He's like, Jenny, you're like, we've got enough. We have to stop. <laughs> like, okay. That's fine. Okay. But yeah, I think the next step is, um, well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, there's actually a pretty funny story there. I mean, we even had one, one of our publicists, uh, told us that we needed to rewrite this book and cut out a lot of the words and scale it down um, we obviously didn't hire them, uh, be, be, um, but that's just kind of goes back to that. What I was thinking of what I was saying earlier about like publishing, you know, they can't think outside of the box. They got to stay right. in this. And so they don't understand that there really is a marketplace here, but I think for what's next for us is right now, like in March, what we did, right. Actually a week or two before national convention, we did a read across America event in in Salisbury and we were in about five schools we had 50 companies step up and they bought 25 um, books for each classroom and they went into the, the the classrooms and they read and there was about an hour of time and we had every division represented so we had site work all the way you know through electrical and we even had some residential folks that um, uh, I know down here and they came into the classroom and they read the books and then there was Q&A and we were in from second grade to fifth grade. And I got to tell you, watching the men and women in there read the book to the to the school, to the class, the level of energy, the excitement, the pride that they came out of the classroom with. I mean, the notes we got from teachers and parents and educators following that. I have never seen any I have never seen anything like that. I have never seen trades folk get that excited, like get that amped up. I mean, that we're a tough crowd, right? Like we don't get super excited about yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, but I have never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. And it was so magical. We had a principal follow up with us afterwards and said, 
we had kids talking about wanting to be Masons after you guys left because they wanted to build something that would last forever. We, we, we have wow. kids talking about wanting to be electricians so they uh, know how to wire things up. And that's kind of like been another message that's come out of this experience is, um, you know, this tr- learning a trade is like riding a bike. Just because you go into it doesn't mean you have to stay there your whole career. That's right. Once you learn how to ride a bike, you always know how to ride a bike for the rest of your life. And the trades are the same thing. So it's a, it's a, I think people and parents and educators really need to look at this as this is a great stepping stone. You know, if you want to stay in the, in the industry, yes, we need you and want you. But if you don't and you want to use it to go on to to go do something else, it's always a backup plan. I mean, but and it's th- just... think about the connections, right? So if you're good at math and maybe maybe an estimator, like we were just talking about, you're always good for estimators and project managers. If you're good at multitasking and doing multiple things at the same time, maybe being a project manager, an estimator, someone like that is it's a it's a great, it's a great way to connect both. That was some of the things that we loved seeing the different our different subcontractors and they would they would bring in their own specific trade that they did and they would actually, you know, meet me wear the specific outfits or bring, bring props to show them what they, what their role was within construction. And that was really cool to see them kind of make it their own. And that was something we didn't really totally prep everybody for. It was kind of our test phase really. And, and we had this one, one, um, one of our storefront guys, he's probably in his early thirties. I'm not sure exactly, but he, we, we were finished with the read day and we we're gathering all of the different people who did the, did the reading. And we we're like, we're, where, where is so-and-so? And, and he was, we went back to the classroom. He was in there for over an hour and a half. The kids wouldn't let him leave. They were, <laughs> they were asking questions. They kept, they were like, cause I was, I, my fear was that, are these kids going to be bored? You know how these days you always have right. this fear like, kids these days don't appreciate it. You know, yep. there's, there's, that's not true at all. These kids were so sweet, so welcoming. And they, they wanted to know, they ate up every information that this, this guy gave to them. And so that was really reassuring and, and a testament to like, we need more of this in the classroom. So, yeah, I mean, we, the response we've gotten has been overwhelming, but to, to, to follow up on that too, is we want to scale what we did here all across America now. And we want to use groups like ABC, the different chapters, um, Nico is another group that's expressing some interest, um, AGC. And we're working with like four chapters right now that are going to be wanting to do similar style events and it's these contractors um, that are stepping up to buy these classrooms uh, books and go, then go into the classroom and read. So scaling that on a national level, um, we want to show traditional publishers and multimedia. There is a marketplace for this. You talked about this at the beginning. This could be a movie. This could be an animated series, right? Well, how freaking cool would that be if that's if something like that happens? right? What that would do for our industry. And so our industry, nobody's coming to save us. Like right. if yeah. we, we're not going to step up and do it ourselves. That's you know, right. it's not get done. the message of the book, right? it's like, almost like our book. Yeah. There, so we, 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 we have to come together like never before. And it's all, it's our moment in time. It, you know, everybody looks at it as a challenge. Nobody's looking at it on the positive side, right? This is our moment in time. This is, we have, we, we have a competitive advantage. We have a legacy opportunity like no other industry. We can share the 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 history, the rich history, the the, the like it's I talked about the artisan flavor, all of that. We can pass the torch and create a, create a legacy that we no other industry has that. And how cool would it be a couple of years from now when the second to fifth graders 
show up to your jobs, your your doorstep with an application like I want to come work for you because I, you know, someone came to read me a book back in the second grade. That, well, that I, would be amazing. I, yeah, and amazing. I think the other thing too that we want to work on, we want to have some success here first with this book, but um, I think there has to be a systematic approach to this to to create the feed and the interest level for middle school and high school. So third grade, uh, sixth grade, eighth grade, 10th grade, right? Like there has to be a systematic thing that we're doing. And it's all age appropriate, but you, that's what's cool with these characters is, I mean, you could gamify this thing, put it in the in, in AR or like a Fortnite thing, yep. make a game where they're building something and they have different skins. And um, that's going to, talk to a, a entirely different crowd of of um folks in the middle school and high school level when, when do you think the shift will be as far as like kids going into a traditional college or like going to the trades you think where do, where does that shift happen do you think how 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 much more time do we have to wait kind of a crazy question but mm, i think it's here now um yeah i, I mean i think parents i i i I mean, I remember college has just become unaffordable for so many. Yep. So economics is driving it, um, you know, but I, um, so I, think- I, I have a college age son, right. And he's going to school here in Boston. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And so I, I think parents are really starting to ask the question, what's the return on investment there? So I think Correct. that's a national conversation that's kind of happening at home. Um, and then the trades um, are just, you know, there's starting to become so many folks uh, across the board that are just kind of stepping up and trying to do creative things. And you've seen a massive, I mean, that's what, I think there also is a whole big messaging piece that's missed on the trade side, like robotics and the future of what the trades right. is going to be. I mean, we haven't seen anything like it. I mean, this this space is going to be totally disrupted in the next 15 years. It's it's awesome. That's exciting. Like, yeah, everybody got us doom and gloom, but I mean, the 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 technology, the the money that's going to come in, like all the the efficiencies, all that kind of stuff. That's super exciting. I, I don't see why kids or parents wouldn't be um you know, excited by that. Yeah. And it's, I think we want to share more of all of these yeah. technologies that, and that's where we've been trying to do some research ourselves and, and aligning ourselves with people who are, you know, the future of construction, those really exciting, uh, those really exciting ideas that, I mean, kids would love to hear and parents want to know about it too, because, you know, like I, even myself as a parent, I, you know, sometimes don't know all the opportunities out there. And I want my kids to like, obviously you think about the college experience and all those fun things. I want my kids to have that excitement of their life too. So I think finding out more about as a graphic designer, there's different art schools out there that, that create their, their, it's not traditional college, but it's also very technologically driven. It's very, the, the design's really well done. Like I, I really, you know, I would personally love to see trade schools just really not trying to make it be like, you know, some sort of like dingy place to go learn, like a a really a a great environment that makes people feel like they're, they're first rate, just like everybody else. And I'm sure there's many out there. It's just, I would like to see more. Um, Here in Massachusetts, some of the vocational schools, there's a waiting list to get in and it's crazy. The amount of time, you know, there's, you know, you get apply in the third, fourth, fifth grade to get ready to go as a ninth grader here in Massachusetts. There's interviews and it's just, they don't just take in the old days. They just, 
you know, at least where I came from, at least you went to the trades. If you weren't going to go to college, right. Oh, you're going to go be a mechanic. You're going to go be a plumber. That's fine. You go to the trade school, but nowadays it's, it's more, there's a lot of robotics. Like you said, some of the members here are using 3d scanners and, and and scan the, they, before they even put a piece of sheetrock up, they scan the whole place and map the whole place out with a, with, with AI. It's, It's crazy. All right. So what about some advice? If someone out there wanted to write a book like this, what would you tell them? Run. We joke around. We wrote yeah. our the titles Grit Leads to Greatness. So giving up isn't an option for us. So <laughs> like, even with the, our darkest days. I mean, it's been it's been over two years since we even first started to write this. And you know, thank goodness we have my my husband and his wife, Kenan, like there there have been very angels and saints to us because we've been dedicating a lot of our time. Um, I mean, the part is just getting the time finding the time to write, you know, even if you have the idea setting yourself down and writing it. That's, that's a whole other thing just to get it down. Yeah. Um, it's, it's discipline. I mean, the construction business to, at least on the general contracting side, I'm used to getting told no a lot. You're going to get told, you don't get told no as much in the book world. I don't think at least um, the stuff that we're, we're finding, like what we find is, oh yeah, we're going to do this for you. And then it never happens. So right. they just, um, it's fun. I'll tell you, we've been in front of about 2000 kids um, so far. Making an impact in somebody's life to me is worth it. Um, so yeah, that was the part of the book that been, was been really fun. That part of the book was really important. You know, have that lesson in there. Chris and I would had studied, looked into the Stoics and just different, um, different um, stories about obstacles shaping you and, and changing the way you live. Like actually hardship is what forms greatness. And so that was something we'd already talked before the book was even written, but that was something, you know, we wanted to really put into kids' minds about how life is just difficult. I mean, it is, everybody's going to face a challenge. It's not that life is easy. It's a fairy tale. It isn't, it's not, you know, and we've all seen that in different ways in our own lives. So I think giving kids, equipping kids with ways to look at challenges in a, in a, in a positive way that it can, it can teach them things is something that really was important to us. But I mean, writing a book, I, I, I was um, at my childhood home and I found an old diary. It was, I was 10 years old and I found, I wrote that I wanted to write a, a book one day and I just found it recently. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's written down. I texted wow. Chris. I was like, yes, it's there. Like I did it, you know, that's 30 years ago that I wrote yeah. that. And I mean, wow. I've done a lot of creative things, but never wrote a book. And and that was just, I think just even that when it got printed and you got to see it, you're like, that was just something that was an, a, a cool accomplishment to say you did it. Even, even if no one ever read it. Yeah. I, I'd say too, you know, just have real, re- realistic expectations on what's going to happen. Yeah. We did a lot of research before this the average first time author is going to sell between 500 and 2,500 books. So even less than that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what you got into it. So kind of know that going into it and be okay with it. And if, if something else happens above that, you know, be excited. Be excited. Yeah. So. All right. So the book is called grit leads to greatness. I got my copy given to me by the authors of the book. It's right here. Yeah. Love it. Uh, If anybody out there wants to get a copy of the book, how can they do that? Right now we have um, the book is we we call it pre-sale, but it's getting ready just to go to regular sales because we actually have all the books in hand right now today of all days. Um, so you can go on our website, gritleadstogreatness.com, and you can order through there. Um, we are getting ready to launch onto Amazon um, in the next 
probably within the next 30 days. So we'll be, we'll be on Amazon in the US and Canada as well and Mexico. Um, so you will be able to find us on Amazon as well. Um, we're also doing, Chris mentioned the classroom bundles. So we, we are selling those as well. It's a, a, a books of 25 a piece, and you can um, take that to your own hometown and, and organize a read day. We're going to have more information on that, but that's something that um, a couple ABC chapters are getting ready to do for October. They're uh, organizing that right now. Yeah. And hopefully if ABC Massachusetts wants to do something, or if there's contractors up in that area, they can reach out to us. Our, our contact information is on our website greatness.com uh the title of the book spelled out so we'd be happy to work on that and one thing um well you saw them down there but we didn't talk about it mason the mason and copper the plumber they were made out in hollywood by the same company that does fortnite and marvel and all the big all the, know, comic all the yeah. comic-con movie productions so we went you know the highest of the high quality on that and and they were on display down in Florida. So we hope they're, they've been in about 10 different schools now, and we hope they get to go and meet a bunch of people all over the world now. It's funny when I brought my uh, copy home and I was reading it in bed one night, my wife's like, what are you reading? I said, oh, I'm reading Grit Lisa Greatest. She's like, is that a kid's book? I'm like, yeah, why? Who cares? It was great. She was like, what are you reading a kid's book for? I said, because it's a super cool book because I'm going to read it. Uh, it is fantastic. Grit Lisa Greatest, but now comes uh, everybody's my personal favorite, best part of the podcast. It's uh, the lightning round. I want to ask Jenny and Chris here 10 rapid fire questions, and we'll see how they do here. Uh, if you could add anybody to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Jenny? Marilyn Monroe. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's – no one's ever said Marilyn Monroe or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Those, those, those are good ones. Uh, favorite sandwich? Oh, um, Gosh, a good old turkey sandwich with plenty of mayo. Dagwood. You ever heard? You know what that is? Oh, yeah. That's an old school Dagwood. Geez, I haven't had that in a long time. Uh, do you fold your pizza? In New York style pizza, yes. I That's fold this. Like. Yeah, I fold the slice. Yeah, fold the slice. Um, it's your turn to sing karaoke. What are you singing? Um, I either sing Midnight Train to Georgia or um, I Think We're Alone Now, which is like a 60s song. <laughs> Love Shack. B-52. <laughs> Those are great ones. Uh, favorite movie of all time? Forrest Gump. Last of the Mohicans. Uh, if you could invite any celebrity to dinner and dead or alive, who would you invite? Um, Elvis Presley. I'm going to go with uh, George Washington. Oh, that's a good one. So no one's ever said Washington. No, no, I, guess, celebrity. I guess he is. He's a... Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else can we ask you? Uh, favorite holiday tradition? Um, I think I like Fourth of July the best. It would just grilling out hamburgers, putting on fireworks, and playing again. Elvis Presley, his a uh, um his trilogy song. My mom always cries, and she's raising her hands. Anyway, that's a good memory. Regifting the fruitcake. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're paying uh, attention at Delmarva, if you're getting a fruitcake, it's been regifted from Chris. Um, we we have a Halloween party every year in our neighborhood now, and there's like two or three hundred people that come, so it's a lot of fun. Oh God! Uh, all right, how about uh, if you could go uh, forward in time or back in time? Where would you go and why? I would go back in time, and I everything I've said has been from the 1960s era. Yeah. My favorite time, Mad Men, one of my favorite TV shows. I love everything about uh, JFK, 
I, I, I love the style mid-century design the best. I just, I just think it's, it, it's, it was a volatile time. So I don't, you know, obviously a lot of crazy things happening, but it just seemed like it just had almost like a movie quality aspect to it. Love it. I'm going to ancient Rome to learn from the Stoics and the creation of the Republic form of government. Jeez, fantastic answers. Uh, another one we'll ask. Usually, I have ask one, I have one more thing to add to the Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. The reason I like Marilyn Monroe so much is that my great grandmother, who lived with me until 1987, she claimed that Marilyn Monroe was her long lost daughter uh, stolen at birth. Oh my so, goodness! Yes. She, was that ever? Was it? Would you ever find that out? About no that? DNA evidence for sure, but she had a daughter named Norma Jean, which is Marilyn Monroe's real name, born around the same time, and it, the baby was taken away after giving birth. They said that it died, but she never saw the body never saw anything so as, as on Marilyn Monroe became famous they have the same widow's peak which is like a, a hairline yep. that comes down like that anyway so that's the whole life I've I've thought that that was the the story behind it so anyway that's that's a book in itself I, don't know right if I want to know the truth that's, that's the book we should that's the book that's the next book we should be writing yeah, that's the next that's the next crazy book uh let's see what else can I ask you uh favorite meal to cook Oh man. Um, I usually cook a chicken parm. It's actually chicken Romano. It's a, it's a recipe from the cheesecake factory of all places, <laughs> but you, you add a little breading to the chicken and then you do some sort of like creamy tomato sauce. So I'm a barbecue chicken or a steak on the grill. All right. And then uh, this one's always a good one. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, graphic designer for, with Chris, what would you be doing? Um, I would probably either be um, a travel writer um, or I would be a, a restaurant concept designer. I love I love going to restaurants that are just to have that energy, that vibe, all that that stuff. I like I thrive on on going to a new restaurant. I think I would this book and being in, around kids again has made me probably um, so two answers be like a teacher, elementary school teacher, or um, probably like a small business coach, helping small businesses kind of grow and get better. Love it. And then we always ask this question because it's the coffee break podcast. How do you like your coffee? I drink coffee every morning. If I don't have my coffee, it is a terrible day. Yep. It's a thing I drink when I wake up and I always put Hershey's international <laughs> style creamer in there and then do whipped cream on top. And if someone says that it's bad for you, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, I have two cups every morning and I drink it straight black. It's a very military answer, but uh, Chris was a Navy veteran. We can't fault him being a Navy veteran. We'll, we'll, yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we, like I said, we started with you know, Marine, that's, that's the Marines Uber. So yeah. we used just him for the right. But everybody, this is the, the folks from Grits Leads to Greatness. Thanks, guys, very much. It was a great interview. And uh, if reach out to them if you want to get a copy of the book. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. All right. Thank you to Chris and Jenny for an amazing interview. And I do want to say that the illustrations are amazing. When Mike first received the book, I, you know, flipped through it, skimmed, you know, through the pages and the illustrations are just so unique and colorful. And I, I just love it. Um, so, you know, shout out to them, Chris and Jenny, you guys did an amazing job and your illustrator. Really, really great work. Allison, what do we have for trainings this week? Last chance to get a training in before August, um, June 27th, we have a lockout tag out class. Um, it's kind of a 
it's one of the topics that's covered in the OSHA 10 hour. Um, so it's something that's expanded upon in this class. So it's really good information to know for electricians, any re really any trade in the construction industry. So definitely check that out before it's too late. And then August 29th, the very end of August is the next training that we have on the calendar. It's going to be a first aid CPR class. Um, really good time to brush up on your skills right before the school year starts. Then we have a construction supervisor license prep for exam. So if you have your exam coming up for your CSL license, make sure to get in on that September 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. You do have to attend all of the sessions in order to get all the info. Finally, we have a hoist 1C2A continuing education. So if you already have your hoist 1C2A license, you need to get your hours to keep it. Make sure you get in on this class on September 9th. You can check out all of these classes and the rest of the classes that we have through December 2023 at gwgci.org forward slash events. All right. Now, next comes uh, not everyone's favorite anymore. This is like the third favorite behind uh, the <laughs> events. And, uh, fact of crap. It's time for the news. Uh, the newsletter is brought to you by Kenny and Sam's and Patriot Benefits Services. This is part of the weekly update that comes out every week by Charlie Chipio. Uh, the featured news of the week is the we want to let people know not to forget about the chapter event with the Massachusetts Labor Secretary Lauren Jones. She she'll have, is having a special meeting with the with us over at the Burlington Marriott on Tuesday, June twenty seventh at seven thirty in the morning. Uh, please come. You can register. Uh, right through the newsletter that gets sent out to you. We'd love to have everyone there to show some support. Uh, last week was a golf tournament. Huge success. They had over 300 golfers and 339 total attendees. The event was sold out Sold out in a hurry. A lot of people missed out because they're uh, you know, not checking their email, not getting communication. So keep next year open. I believe it's June 20th. It's the third Thursday in June next year. Uh, it was a fantastic day. It was a beautiful weather. Uh, it was great. We had 24 sponsors for the, for the event, and we want to thank them. Uh, big day next week, June 27th. We're going to have our very first GCI open house. Kayla's putting all the finishing touches on the open house here. So uh, it's open for everybody. We, it, it, admission is free. You can come and register for the early bird pricing. We'd also like to take a moment to recognize um, the passing of Barbara Hudson, formerly of Elsie Anderson. And we're saddened to report the death of Barbara Hudson, mother of Elsie Anderson leaders Carl and Kurt Hudson at 83 years old. When ABC legend Warren Hudson purchased Elsie Anderson in 1995, Barbara handled the books and financial side of the business. Barbara was a deeply caring person whose door was always open. Even today, much of the company's culture can be traced back to the values Barbara exemplified. So uh, we're giving uh, present thoughts to the Hudson family. And if you want to have some sort of announcement done in the newsletter, reach out to communications at abcma.org. No, with that, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ABC GCI Coffee Break. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and all the places that you listen to your podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave us a review. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you all next week.